It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're fired up, everybody. Can I say something off the top here, though, before we get really angry? Um, Because we both have things that we need to get off of our chests. Uh, My sister-in-law was listening to the podcast, and we were talking off the top of the last one about the weather being shit. Like today, if you wanted to tell a real live weather story, what would you say when you looked outside? Oh, it's foggy and fucking gross out there. There you go, right? So we like that. We like just being able to be real with you. So my sister-in-law told me about WTF Forecast, and it's an app you can get that tells the truth. For example, and keep in mind she's in the Edmonton area, it is fucking chilly outside, according to this app. <laughs> it just tells you straight up, hey, get a coat, it's fucking chilly. I like that. Yeah, there That's you go. Good. So WT Forecast. WT Forecast is the app. Free plug for them. Uh, coming up in this podcast, I want to talk about the teachers' unions. That's always popular when I do that. I guess I don't have enough DMs that I haven't replied to yet, so we'll get to that coming up. Uh, first off, though, this came up on our radio show this morning on 91.5 The Beat. You can hear us 5.30 till 9.30, Monday to Friday, and you can listen to that on the Radio Player Canada app, or you can stream it at 915thebeat.com. Cat went to Service Ontario. Yeah. For those American listeners, and there are a lot of you, thank you, we have uh, different locations where we can go throughout the province to do our various government services, whether you need to... Uh, renew your driver's license or get a new validation sticker for your license plate. If you need to get your health card renewed, that sort of thing, you go to Service Ontario. The problem is the irony in calling it Service Ontario because most people find the service is not very good. The lines are absolutely insane at all times. It takes forever. Okay, so I'm moving, and I mentioned on the podcast before, so I'd like to get ahead of the game here and change my address on a lot of things, because when I move into my house, I just want to do the fun things. You know what I'm saying? I want to set up for Christmas. I want to get excited about people coming over. I don't want to have to worry about changing my address, all that other garbage, boring stuff, right? So I go into Service Ontario, because I did try to do this online, by the way, because they said, hey, you can change your address online. So I went, great, went online. Nope, sorry, you can't. We can only change your health card address. You're going to have to go into a Service Ontario location. That's weird, though, because I tried to change my son's address for him so that he didn't have to go and wait in line. It wouldn't let him change his online either. Why is that? Why does it say that you can when you can't? You can't. That's okay. So two out of two people that I know didn't have any luck doing that. So in I go yesterday and I am in line taking a ticket waiting on the bench. (laughs) They now have benches in there. They used to just have straight up lineup. So I will give them credit for that because it's way nicer to just be able to sit, relax and wait for your number to be called. On a bench? They don't even have chairs? Like the the passport office? No, they're benches. (laughs) Oh yeah, they're metal benches. Hmm. Um, So I get called up. Fine. Great. Uh, Wonderful. So my husband and I both go up and we're going to change our address on everything and Hi, how are you? This is me. How hi, how are you? Said the girl. Mm, what do you what's up? What can I do for you? Like no smile, no nothing. And I knew that was going to happen because I've been to a service Ontario before. I've driven for many, many years, so I've needed to go in there to do a lot of things that you can't do online. I will find any reason to go online and do stuff online to avoid these people. And I can say that as a generalization because I've been to a many of their locations mostly in the Cambridge area. And none of them are happy. They're all miserable. I've had to go in multiple times, Service Canada, 
because I was on maternity leave a couple of times. So you have to go in and do certain things in there too. I've had to renew things uh, for my driver's license. Never have I had someone happy or smiling. Like never, never, never. Does it kill you to crack a smile? And I even tried. I was like, oh, so a little bit uh, busy today. Is this normal for you? Yeah, normal. Like nothing. I was getting nothing and I was trying to be nice. So that's fine. And I expected that fully. What I almost hopped over the counter and punched someone out for. (laughs) Was the lady next to me that was helping an older gentleman. So the older guy's number is called and he goes up there. I'd say he's got to be late 70s, okay? And he's going up there to do something regarding his pension. He's also changing his address. Unfortunately for this man, he mistook Service Ontario for Service, or sorry, Service Canada for Service Ontario. So okay. he walked inside Service Ontario by accident. He was confused and you could tell by the reaction when she says, you're not supposed to be here. This isn't where we help you. And by the way, she gave him no reason at first. She just said, we don't do this here and slid the paper across for this old man who had been sitting there, mind you, for 30 minutes at least, I say, because that's how long I was sitting there. So, okay, that's a bitchy thing to do. Right. So then he asks for a little clarification. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was supposed to do this at Service Canada. You are. This is Service Ontario. And I'm not kidding you. That was the tone of her voice. Wow. And he said, oh, Okay, so I have to go to a service Canada. Yeah, they're on, you know, whatever. They're on Franklin Boulevard, blah, 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 whatever she said. Uh, You're going to have to go there. Yeah, no, you got it wrong. Like, bye-bye. Like, it says Service Ontario right on the sign. Wow. sweet Jesus, this man was not rude. He was very, very nice. Poor old guy. If this was my grandpa, I'm telling you, I would have thrown it down. But I left it alone. My kid was there, too. I didn't want to cause any trouble. It's just, I can't believe the lack of... Like, just why are you in customer service? If no you're gonna empathy be a, at all. If you're going to be a miserable fuck. Like, sorry, <laughs> but like there's too many of them out there. Try something different. And I know maybe it's easier said than done. Maybe you are trying to do something different. But it's probably not for you if you sit there miserable day after day sitting on your chair. And by the way, they're open like 8.30 to 4.30 or something. Like, you've got great hours. You've got a good, decent job. I know you deal with shit. I'm sure you deal with shit in and out every day. A lot of people in customer service put up with shit. But I've seen a lot of happy people in customer service that are fantastic to deal with, whether it's in a store, whether it's at a Tim Hortons, whether it's behind the desk at a post office, maybe. I've seen happy people, so I know it can be done, and there's right people for that job. I don't think this particular woman, or maybe the woman that was serving me, or a lot of people that have served me, are right for the job. In all fairness, when you work at Service Ontario, you... Deal with shit. You deal with shit all the time. Everybody goes in there depressed that they have to pay more money to the government or looking for a fight. I don't even drive on the fucking 407. Why have I got this? Or why was my license suspended for not paying this ticket? I didn't even know I got the ticket. They hear every excuse in the book and people yell at them. Then that's bullshit that someone nice like me comes in and tries to make a conversation, not even a conversation, just to say hi or a fucking smile is all I want. But then you're going to turn me down on that. Like then in that, that in my mind, then you shouldn't be there. Because you got someone who's nice, who's doing everything you said. I came prepared. I had my valid, my validation. I had my license, everything in, a, in organized in a row. I wasn't all over the place. I wasn't a disheveled mess. I was nice on top of that. And I still get those, I still get the bitchiness. They could be nicer. I totally agree with you. I'm just trying to think of it from their perspective that they deal with a lot of shit in a day. One thing that I don't think anybody has taken into account. And again, this is the great disconnect in our government when they don't understand the lives of regular people this poor older gentleman probably didn't realize there is a difference between service ontario and service canada and since it's all our government 
Why don't we just have one office where you can go and get any of your government services done? Whether you want a hunting license or you want to adjust your pension, whether you want to renew your sticker or you want to uh, pay your property taxes, all government services should be done in one spot and let the government figure it out. Okay, so this person bought a sticker. That means the hundred bucks goes to the provincial government. This person wanted a passport. That means we give 200 bucks to the federal government. This person wanted to pay their property taxes. That goes to the municipal government. That makes government. Too much sense, Scott. It does they make never sense. never fucking sense. But the government doesn't understand that regular people that have other things going on in their lives don't know or care which level of government does what. How many times during the last federal election did you have people asking, well, Mr. Trudeau, what are you going to do about education? Well, that's a provincial matter. People don't care. They really don't. They just want to know what's going on with their services. And frankly, they get talked down to at every turn when it comes to government. I know the difference. A lot of people don't. And especially when it comes to fees, because that's the worst. That's where it's like, bend over. No, happy birthday. Bend over. We're going to fuck you right here. Give us a hundred bucks. It's your annual birthday tax. And don't even get me started on that shit. I can't. I I hate that we have to do that every single year or every other year, depending on how much money you want to give at one time. It pisses me off. But anyway, just, I don't know. When I think about it, I don't, someone actually texted us this morning that works at a service Ontario that admitted fully. I'll admit I hate my job. I do it for the benefits. Oh, they probably do get good benefits. Huh? You can't crack a fucking smile though. Like I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I get it. I get how frustrating it is, and I've been there myself. Anyway, there was there was some good locations, though. Like someone uh, told us Paris, Ontario has a great service, uh, Ontario location, and there's a couple others, and I'm like, great. I, I guess it's just the one that I go to because it's closest to my house that I've noticed this in. But why should you have to drive no, half an hour out of your way just to get good customer service when it's all going to the same place? It's the government that's taken it. And, and there's a couple of different people in this world. You seem like type number one, the one that when you get that notice in the mail, oh, your birthday is coming up in a couple of months, time to renew your sticker. You'll probably deal with that right away. Me, I wait until my birthday. I'm the second person. So every year, as I turn another year older, you spend it. I have to go to Service Ontario and no. renew my sticker. I don't want to give this government, any government really, any more of my money any sooner than I have to. So I go there on my birthday and I also procrastinate a little bit. I'll be perfectly honest. So I will go there on my birthday, renew my sticker. It's the annual tradition. The third type of person is the type who will, well, my birthday's in July. I figure I've got until the 31st before they really start looking for me. And I thought you can get away with that pretty easily this morning, but I'm wrong. A lot of people text and said, no, no, you got to do it on your birthday because I've been dinged before. Yep. But I don't think there's a ton of cops out there that are aggressively going to pull over. Right now, it's November. I don't think there's a ton of cops pulling over November plates right now on the off chance that they've already had their birthday this month. Yeah. At the end of the month, once it's December, if they see a November plate, that's easy money for them. Easy money. Sure it is. And if you're driving like a jerk, it's an excuse to give you something if they can't get you for something else. And they do. I suppose, right? Many police officers will do that, and that's fine. They're allowed to. They have every right to do that. If you break the law, you break the law, and they're in charge of enforcing it. However, having said that, they probably should amend the system. It should probably be 
till the end of your birth month. They probably figure if they do that, though, then there's going to be people who wait even longer and longer. I'm reading more and more about different police forces in Ontario that are getting these scanners. You'll see some police cars that don't just have the roof lights on them. They've got little sensors sticking out of them. Those things are constantly scanning license plates and they can tell, oh, that person over there that the cop himself or herself didn't even see. There's a license plate right over there that's expired. I didn't know they had that technology now. Take a look for those police cars that have the scanners on the top. That's what they're doing, constantly scanning license plates. It tells them a lot of information. Hey, that's neat, though. The technical geek in me is like, wow, that's so cool. It is neat. Uh, There's also something to be said for if you get caught committing a crime. Okay, well, that means an officer who's well-trained caught you committing a crime. If they didn't actually see it... eh, There's also something to be said as a civilization for eh, every now and again you can get away with something. It's not a serious crime. Not like anybody got hurt. It's basically victimless if I renewed my sticker on the 30th instead of on the 10th. Either way, they got their money. But it makes it a lot easier for them. They can find you. They can track you real quick. Well, I'm sorry you had a bad experience at Service Ontario. I kind of wish you had gone over the counter and punched her. Wouldn't that make... Well, you'd have no co-host today. You would have absolutely no co-host today, I'm sure. Not condoning the violence. I'm just thinking the story itself would have been amazing. <laughs> Why is your wrist all wrapped up? Nah, I punched somebody well, at service on... Ter- Don't do that, everybody. We're, we're joking. We're joking. <laughs> um, the teachers' unions. Let's talk about the teachers' unions Let's for a second. Let's talk about here. that. We've been talking about this topic for a while, although it's being talked about more and more because there's news. The union representing Ontario's high school teacher says it has received a powerful mandate from members to take job action if necessary. The OSSTF says teachers voted 95% in favor of a strike. President Harvey Bischoff says teachers are frustrated at the pace of contract talks with the province. He also accuses Education Minister Stephen Lecce of announcing an offer of mediation at a news conference without first informing the union. The amount of protocol that they have to go through to try and get a deal that should have been done a long time ago is kind of stupid. Issuing no board reports, strike votes, this, that, five days notice, this, that. I'm glad we have the notice, but this should have been resolved a very, very long time ago. What I'm wondering about in this story, too, is when they say 95% voted in favor of a strike, is that... 95% of teachers voted for a strike or 95% of the people who voted voted for a strike? I'm assuming it's the people that voted. And there are some people who who avoid this, stay far away, want nothing to do with the unions. I know a couple of them myself, teachers who avoid, who hate that they're even a part of it, don't take part in the voting and anything that they don't have to be a part of. And this is the thing. I mean, I know a number of teachers as well, and quite a few of them have told me either they didn't vote, they're not going to vote, or they voted no to a strike. Because they don't want to go on strike. In fact, work to rule is scheduled to begin a week from today. And that's in the elementary schools. To be honest with you, this is just my opinion. I find the work to rule thing kind of stupid. I mean, you're going to work to rule and still get your full pay without doing the full job. If you want to strike, by all means, go out on strike and work off of your union's designated strike pay. Don't take full price and do part of the job. To me, that doesn't seem right. Am I crazy? No, I hear you. So our extracurriculars are taking a hit on this already? Is that right? Or have they started that yet? I think there's some people who have gotten a jump start on the work to rule or that are anticipating that it's coming or whatever. Um, 
what was his name? Uh, Travis at Global News. Yesterday, he says he got a leaked copy of the memorandum to the teachers. Here's how work to rule is going to work this year. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that or this or that or this or that. He tweeted it out. I found it fascinating the amount of things that are in a teacher's job. They really do have a complex job. Sure. Don't yeah. shit on the teachers here, everybody. No, they should be making more money than they do, too. I will agree with that the, in some cases. And unfortunately, people will. There's going to be parents that are right pissed off if these teachers walk and they're going to take it out on the teacher. Uh, the teacher is a member of the union and you don't really have a choice about that. But the amount of work that they're going to be doing is crazy. Sorry, the amount of work that they're not going to be doing is crazy to me. So what is on the list? Do you have it? Yeah, I do have the list here. I'll read some of it. And again, I did not get this list personally sent to me. This was Travis at Global News that had it. Effective Tuesday, November 26th, ETFO members will not participate in any school board or ministry of education professional learning offered outside the instructional day, not participate in any activities related to the fundamentals of math, not participate in any Ministry of Education online training or webinars. Not participate in any EQAO-related activities. Not participate in any way in the development of math proficiency tests for faculty of education of students. Not complete any surveys, data collection activities. Not attend meetings online or face-to-face with Ministry of Education achievement officers. There's like five pages of things they don't do. So... First off, that, that is a lot, actually th- a lot more than I knew. That points out to me that, yes, these teachers have a very, very involved job. It's uh, uh, they have a lot on their plate, but that's a lot of services to withdraw and still get full pay. And that's the problem I think I have with work to rule is strike if you want. It's your right. You had a collective bargaining agreement. You're renegotiating a contract. You don't have a deal yet. Okay, I get it. It's your right to strike. You've done everything right. You filed for your no board report. You gave your notice. Go ahead and walk. But don't kind of walk. Don't be like, it's going to cross the line a little bit, but I still want my full pay. Right. Because that's not right. Right. And when they say, oh, no, this won't, uh, this won't affect the students. This is only targeted at the ministry. I'm sorry, but I find that very hard to believe. I don't believe that students won't be impacted by this. And frankly... I don't think it's right to put students in the middle of it. And this would have been a lot easier for the unions had nothing changed on the provincial end. I I think it's generally well believed that the the unions wanted to strike as soon as Doug Ford got elected. And maybe even if Doug Ford hadn't been elected. I mean, they went on strike under Kathleen Wynne. They went on strike under Dalton McGuinty. They went on strike under Bob Ray. It's not really a government thing. It's not really a Ford government thing. It seems to be a government thing. So I think most people assumed that with this negotiation coming up, they would walk. But in this particular case, the X factor here is Stephen Lecce. He's the new education minister. Doug Ford just appointed him a few months ago. People really seem to like this guy. In fact, the more I talk to teachers, teachers as well. Yeah, yeah. Teachers and just members of the regular public that are not part of the public service. Hmm. People seem to think this guy is a nice, reasonable man who's got the best of intentions. And he's out there doing things like anti-bullying messages. He's visiting schools. He's trying to learn what the process is and what teachers go through. He may even have been a teacher. I don't know the guy's resume. I just know that more and more I'm hearing from people that actually really seem to like this guy. And it makes it really difficult for the unions to demonize the provincial government when you've got a very likable minister of education. 
So do you foresee a long, they, let's say it's the strike happens? Well, do you see a, a long strike? <laughs> I don't because the argument's already being had on talk radio. Talk radio's already putting it out there, anticipating that a strike is coming. Right. With the amount of parents that have to work outside the home and count on their kids being in school on a calendar that's laid out a year in advance, sure. these days and these times, can you not consider them an essential service? And a lot of people would make the case they are an essential service. So many people would not be able to go to their jobs if their kids were home all day because of a strike. And it's entirely possible that if this strike goes on, the government's going to move to A, legislate them back to work, and B, declare them an essential service. And once you get declared an essential service, you can't strike in the future. Uh Ambulance workers, police officers, uh, firefighters, those are all essential services. And there's going to be an argument about whether or not teachers should be added to that list if for no other reason but parents need to go to work and they Mm -hmm. can't be at home all day with their kids. So it could be a long strike. It depends how much the Ford government wants to fight with the unions. I kind of get the impression they want to fight with the union. They're okay with it. I don't, nobody really knows what's been offered to the teachers to try and resolve this, but everything that's been theorized or leaked out seems to say the government made a pretty fair offer and the teachers didn't take it and that's fine. They have a right to not take it, but to walk out now, is this really strike worthy? Now the big move that you'll see in in the TV commercials and in the social media ads and things like that is, well, now we're walking to protest the the cuts to education. Okay, well, that's not really relevant to your specific contract. Your contract is you'll work these hours and perform these tasks and get paid this money. Mm -hmm. So to do that, it's kind of clouding the issue a little bit in my estimation. But I think by and large, the public sees through it. I don't have kids in school. This does not affect me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, my kids are preschool, so So same. I'm kind of looking at this with a different lens than I would have if my kids were in school. I'm really trying to be objective because I don't have a problem with organized labor. I do have a problem with a mass strike if it's not completely justified. Maybe it is, but they haven't done enough to convince me of that yet as a parent who doesn't have kids in school. Either way, I don't see a way that parents and students don't lose in this. If the teachers walk, there's still a few days they could reach a deal. The new education minister has suggested, let's just go to mediation. Let's let someone else make the decision. Here's what we're offering. Here's what you want. Let's let a mediator decide how this is going to end. The union says they're up for it. Are they really up for it? I guess time will tell. I really don't know. But I don't think that parents should be completely comfortable that there won't be a strike. I do think parents should right now start making plans for the kids to go to grandma and grandpa's or, mm-hmm. uh, hey, uh, your buddy's mom or dad works from home. You're going to go with them to their place during the day sure. when you would yeah. normally be at school. Start making those alternate arrangements for child care because at the end of the day, whether the union wins or the government wins, I feel like the parents and students are going to lose. But if you start making those contingency plans now, I feel like you'll be in a better spot when they eventually walk. Very good. It's also possible 
hey, everybody likes an extra long Christmas break. Maybe they back this thing right up to the second or third week of December and let it carry right through until January when it's time to go back. And at that point, you got to know, even teachers are going to be hoping they get legislated back because they want to get back and start making their full salary again. Nobody wants to take a pay cut at Christmas. I totally get that. So maybe they will back it up to the middle of December. But if it doesn't get fixed soon, there's going to be a strike. Okay. And it's unfortunate. And Ontario's not the only one. They're going through the same thing in British Columbia right now, too. It's very, very frustrating. But I uh, I hope that this gets resolved. I really do. Uh, okay, we went a little long again. Sorry about that, everybody. When are we doing the next podcast? Um, This week, by Thursday. Let's by just Thursday. Say by Thursday, for sure, we're going to have another one. We're at like four a week right now. It's yeah, pretty good. we have a lot to say. Um, yeah, you can reach us anytime. DM, I think, is the easiest way at Scott Fox on air on Instagram at Cat on air on Instagram. On that note, by the way, it's funny because we have business cards being made up because we are, are at a new station. And it's funny, we didn't even bother. We were like, just tell people to find us on Instagram and Twitter for the most part. Don't even put the phone number because nobody calls. Don't put the number. Like, we're not bi- really business uh hours type people anyway you can dm us anytime you're listening at three o'clock in the morning guess what we're awake so feel free to shoot us a message anytime thanks for downloading everybody now hit that subscribe button we'll see you next time